0: So yeah, number thirteen. So again, minor from any year that I've just seen horror films. So uh, that's how I pretty much lined mine up. Uh, number thirteen is *Us*, one of the uh, the Jordan Peele films from, I think that was last year. Yeah, that was last year. Uh, I remember going out to see that. Um, I really liked the film, really liked the idea of it, and you didn't quite know what was going on from the trailer and why there was like clones of all the main characters and stuff. Um, the one thing that lets this film down to me, and I did explain this in my review whenever it was last year. Uh, when when it came out, I didn't find I, I called the ending stupid at the time because I was I guess a bit more annoyed. But now that obviously it's been several months, um, I wasn't quite satisfied by the. I understood the explanation as to why there was these clones of the characters that we've been following, but I wasn't satisfied with the answer and I didn't uh, yeah like kind of the the answer. It it didn't like damage the whole film for me. I still took away a lot of good stuff from it. Obviously, that's a Jordan Peel film um but yeah I thought it was good overall but just the ending I thought was like oh okay that's where you're sort of going with that obviously I won't spoil it here if you want to hear my full thoughts on it obviously you can search for us on the website and it should come up as well number 12 is uh Blair Witch this is the obviously there's been like 500 of these (laughs) Blair Witch films uh this isn't the newest one this is the one they did a few years ago because I think there was one that was from like a couple of years ago, this was the one that was a couple of years before that. It was sort of the one that brought found footage films back slightly, but it was in it was in and around the same era of like paranormal activity, if if you know what I mean. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a fairly good film. Uh, this was the one with the uh, you know at the end where the guy is um, the the very ominous ending at the end it's that one because I know I do know that they did do a modern day Blair Witch after that one so I'm trying to just explain which one exactly it is. it's not the most recent Blair Witch film I remember from a couple of years ago it's the modern one from a couple of years before that but I can't really explain the ending because that would spoil things so uh but yeah that's the one from there um yeah it was a great film it had you know some mysteries to okay what was going on and why were these teenagers or young adults being sort of messed around with and that sort of thing so I thought it was good, but uh, yeah, it. Uh, I think it was let down in certain places. The pacing was a bit slow, and I get it. You have to slow burn with certain horror films and everything. But um, yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, number eleven is Get Out, of course, the other recent film from uh, Jordan Peele. Um, thought this was great. Thought it was obviously you know all to do with uh, slavery and, and and things like that. That was obviously some of the themes in there. I was quite. I was a lot more satisfied by the ending of this film from Jordan Peele than I was with Us. Um, But yeah, I thought it was great. I thought it was very kind of creepy and very sort of, uh, well, quite sad in certain places. But uh, overall, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, Number 10 is It Chapter 1, not It Chapter 2, because I didn't like It. I mean, It Chapter 2 had some good things to it, but I had uh, some huge problems with the second film, but I'm going to put the first one in uh, instead of the second one. Of course, I've reviewed the second one, but not the first one. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a great kind of introduction to Pennywise and his creepy kind of, I guess you could say, manipulative self, how he's like, you know, finding children in the corners of certain places and manipulating them and then well eating their faces or whatever he he does uh but i thought that was great thought the whole you know balloon stuff that they introduced was was really good and uh yeah i thought it was a good kind of start to that mini double franchise i suppose you could say because i don't think we're going to get in it chapter three and i don't really i don't feel like i need a third film so uh, we'll see how that plays out uh number nine is halloween the 2018 well it wasn't a reboot because it still had the same uh, two characters, Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, Laurie and, of course, Michael Myers himself. I um, thought it was a good way to introduce an already established franchise. Because how many Halloween films has there been? Like seven or something like that? There's There's been quite a few, hasn't there? Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a good kind of modern day introduction. Um, and, uh, yeah, it helped introduce introduce yeah, modern day audiences to this kind of franchise without having to go through some really old sort of films. But if you want to do that, obviously, you, can, you still can. Correct me if I'm wrong this, continuity-wise, takes place... You can watch the first one is tied into the 2018
1: one. This Halloween 2018 actually ignores all sequels. All sequels. So this is actually a continuation from the original 1978 film. But at the same time, while it actually disregards the, the rest of the franchise, it slyly and quite wryly makes little nods and references to some of the sequels.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, But yeah, that's continuity-wise how that sort of works. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. What was it it was like if someone has had sex with you who's had the i don't know if we call it disease or whatever the the curse i think i think curse is the right word to sort of use um someone who's had the curse if they have sex with you the monster thing will then follow you hence it follows because it's just we, we don't know what it, it even is uh but it's just like person kind of thing that follows you um and it shows like kind of how smart this this thing is um And then uh, obviously you have the main characters who try and sort of get away from things And sort of no matter where these characters are It will follow you everywhere And uh, you have to sort of work out how to get away from that I thought it was kind of a fresh kind of idea I know obviously in horror films things do follow you And it, uh, it doesn't do anything new really in terms of that It's just this idea that like okay how can you like can you maybe kill it or what can you do to sort of get away from it and then obviously how the group gets involved I think is uh pretty cool and stuff and um yeah I think the last you know the last third of that and the ending I thought was uh pretty good so yeah overall I quite enjoyed that film as well uh number seven is going to be hereditary um really really enjoyed this film uh really really creepy with all the stuff with the daughter that goes on and especially how that evolves later into the film and what the family sort of does about the situation and uh just um how can you really i'm trying to find i'm trying to think of ways to praise this film without spoiling too much because it really kind of the first half of the film is about um isn't it like a family member that dies or something, and then like the the daughter starts acting really weird or whatever? Uh, I think it's the nan or something that that passes away, which is part of the plot. It's not really a spoiler, um, and then kind of shows like some some creepy stuff from there. But uh, I thought it was really good and certainly very very creepy in uh, certain later scenes. I think once the thing happens in that film, you start to really go around some creepy uh, corners. Um, I wasn't quite that satisfied with the ending. I thought the whole Idea of that wasn't that great. But I really enjoyed uh, most of the rest of that film. So I'm going to put that at 7. I'm going to cheat a little bit with number 6. Just because I can't remember all these films specifically. But I'm just going to put Scream. Not Scream 1, not Scream 2 or 3 or 4. Just the overall scream kind of franchise i know that's not very specific or whatever um but it's been a while since i've seen them i didn't have any uh, i didn't really have time to go back and like recap on them or whatever um but i do really like the scream franchise i like the whole ghost face idea and all that sort of thing um i did like the three seasons that we got um the the vh1 and mtv reboot i know a lot <coughs> excuse me i know a lot of people didn't really gravitate towards that too well but i thought they still did a did a fairly good job Uh, and obviously we're supposed to get some sort of scream 5 in the future um and we'll see what that's about but yeah just the that was sort of my introduction in a way to the the slasher genre obviously i know things like halloween go uh but I think before all those sorts of films but um yeah to to me that was my kind of introduction to them really kind of gravitated towards the characters and that and uh yeah I just really like that kind of um slasher survival kind of idea and that was the franchise for me that kind of introduced me to that um I mean I think I saw some Saw films around the same time but that's not slasher in the same way that that's more like a puzzle box thing isn't it with like traps and you know you want to play a game and all that sort of thing? But uh, in terms of the just, you know, knife sort of slasher genre, uh, that was what kind of introduced that for me. So uh, that always holds a bit of a special horror place in my heart, if if that makes any sense. Uh, number five, The Invisible Man, Elizabeth Moss, 2020 version. Um, you know, obviously is having some trouble making money at the moment because of everything that's happening. But uh, it is available... Uh, it is on the Sky Store because I, I went to check if uh, Hunt was on there today as well. And so if you, you know, obviously we can't get out to the seminar at the moment. If you do want to go and watch either The Hunt or Invisible Man or some other recent films, some things are getting released on demand. So if you've got access to the Sky Store, you can go and check out Invisible Man and some other things as well. But uh, I thought Elizabeth Moss was fantastic. Um, it's interesting to see her do... I, I would like to see her in the future do less kind of traumatised ...woman or female sort of traumatised character kind of roles and and do something different... ...because I've been watching her do that on The Handmaid's Tale for about five seasons now... ...or however long that's been. Uh, but none, nonetheless, she's a great actress. Um Maybe if she did something in Marvel or DC in the future and she played as like... ...I don't know, superhero of some kind or, or something, might be kind of cool. But uh, nonetheless, great performance from her. And um yeah, at this moment in time and when I went to review the film... ...I can't think of anybody better... Uh, neither man or woman. Whether you change it and do The Invisible Man and is hunting a man or or whatever the situation. I don't think there's an actor or an actress who could do that role better at the moment. No, no one that I could really think of at the moment. So uh, yeah, really enjoyed The Invisible Man. Uh, number four, I'm going to put the first paranormal activity. Uh, that was, that was again, my introduction to uh, the found footage kind of films. Really found it quite uh, well, scary in a way, creepy and kind of a, a fresh sort of thing uh, just that just that idea of like okay night by night you get the slow burn of switching between the cameras things are moving slowly and uh, sure I know the the other sequels weren't weren't as good, and weren't, weren't as, good as what people wanted and that um, I hate that we're getting a new one or whatever hopefully that will just give us some answers because we were left with the opposite of answers we were left with just more questions at the end um, I'm still confused about that decision the the fact that they said With the last one, a couple of years ago, they said, oh, this is the last one, and you'll get all the answers, and it ended on a cliffhanger, which is the opposite thing to to do in that situation. Um, But yeah, I'm interested to see what they do in the, hopefully, I think it's 2021 that film's supposed to be coming out, but we'll see, obviously, with everything that's happening at the moment. But um, yeah, I still think the first panel activity is great, obviously some people really don't like those sorts of films, but... um, Yeah, I I quite enjoyed it at the time. I thought it was great. So that was pretty good. Uh, Number three is Annihilation. This is the Natalie Portman. And uh, I can't remember the actress's name. But she plays the mum from uh, Atypical on Netflix. But um, yeah, this is basically a sort of... um sci-fi sort of futuristic not like futuristic in like um a Blade Runner kind of thing but sort of futuristic in some ways and uh yeah some of the horror stuff with the monsters and some of the way that some characters get killed is really kind of uh horrific and quite horror-esque and um yeah I remember really really enjoying that at the time um it got a limited kind of release at the theaters or at the cinemas at the time um because it was released basically in certain theaters in, in the us and then about a month later it came to netflix in the uk very weird way to release the film i don't know what sort of happened with that um but yeah natalie portman's great in that and uh, i very much enjoyed that as well uh number two i'm going to put hush uh, this isn't a netflix film but i found it on netflix obviously it was probably released in cinemas some point before that but i uh, found it a couple of years ago on netflix when i was searching for well just looking through netflix on on, on certain things uh this is basically about a uh, deaf woman who is living in i think like a remote home so, sort of somewhere and um this intruder basically tries to get in and she doesn't know he's there at first because obviously she can't hear him you know rattling on the doors or hit bang on the windows or whatever and um yeah, I thought it was a good kind of uh slow slow burn in a way, but then once things kinda kick on I thought it was really, really good. Um, but yeah, really, really enjoyed that at the time. Um I, I'd like to I'd like someone to do not necessarily a sequel but a similar idea, I think would be really good. But just a very kind of isolated, you know, there's only a, f- a bit, very very few characters in the film and they do quite a lot with that as well which i i think was pretty great so and number one is a quiet place uh of course released a couple of years ago unfortunately we don't have access to a quiet place too which yeah it would have come out um yeah today wouldn't it so uh that's unfortunate obviously hopefully we'll see that at some point in the future um but of course we can't go and see it at the moment um yeah just this idea of like not only do you have because i mean usually with any film where you're running away or hiding from something. The idea is not to make noise. But then A Quiet Place comes along. And it's like okay you can't make any noise. You know you've got to be quiet with things like footsteps. And talking and. Uh, a bunch of other stuff and I thought again that was kind of a fresh idea uh, I think Emily Blunt and John Krasinski are incredible at the moment, they're really knocking it out of the park with certain things they're doing You know, um, they're doing obviously A Quiet Place too. John Krasinski's been in two seasons of Jack Ryan he's been amazing um, Emily Blunt's been great in a lot of things that she's done um, and we'll see what they come out with in the future obviously an actual real life couple which is cool as well so yeah thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the first one and I can't wait to see what they do with the with the second one so, um, that is basically my list. Any thoughts on my list, Barry? Uh,
1: yeah, there were quite a few films on there that I did like. Uh, Blair Witch Project, I mean, that was the film that did essentially give birth to the found footage genre. Um, you know, that film obviously was a huge commercial success, and I'll be honest, very few found footage films since the Blair Witch Project, I feel, have uh, captured the uh, the level of authenticity that that, that film had. Um... You know, nothing felt scripted. You felt like you were watching a real people, real people in a real situation. Obviously, it's very much a psychological horror film. Uh, there's no jump scares. There's no special effects. And uh, I mean, obviously, I'd say much of the power of the film has been lost now because, you know, when it was marketed, when it was originally released, a lot of people went to the cinema thinking what they were watching was 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 real stuff. It was marketed in such a great way. Uh, really liked The Quiet Place. I thought that was a really good film. I mean, the whole kind of concept's been done before, post-apocalyptic and all that, but it was just directed with such finesse by mm-hmm. John Krizsky and him and Emily Blunt. You know, Emily Blunt, she's, she's, she's a great actress and uh, it's really the characters. that I mean, they, they told a really good story without the aid of dialogue. It yeah. was so well-directed. Uh, Invisible Man, I'll be honest, went into that film with pretty, pretty low expectations. And I thought that film was elevated well above average due to very good direction. And like you said, a great performance from Elizabeth Moss. Mm hmm definitely i've never actually been a huge fan of uh paranormal activity myself um i quite appreciate the first film and you know i don't i don't hate the franchise by any means or anything but it was one of them things where it did obviously become a bit of a, a bit of a cash grabbing franchise after a while uh, <laughs> but uh yeah because i think when the first film came out in 2007 i think it actually became like the um you know the most profitable horror film of all time but it's really easy to see why these films get churned out because they're very cheap to make and they're almost guaranteed you know some degree of profit
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and uh, hereditary as well yeah hereditary i would definitely say is probably one of my favorite horror films of the last the last five to ten years definitely